everyone. Welcome to the Natasha Crane Podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about some traps that we can fall into as parents, grandparents, ministry leaders, and many others when it comes to raising kids to live counterculturally in today's world. If we're not careful in how we do this, we can inadvertently build our kids' resentment of Christianity over time. So I think this is a really important subject that I want to get others thinking about today. As one quick announcement before we get started, we do have our Unshaken Conference coming up in Nashville on November 4th. I keep thinking that that conference sounds like it's so far away. We've been announcing it for a while, but that's just a few weeks around the corner. So if you're anywhere near the Nashville area, you are not wanting to miss this conference. We have been having such a wonderful time at our conferences in Dayton, in Chino Hills, uh, which is in Southern California, and most recently in Tucson, just absolutely having an amazing and edifying time. So we'd love for you to come out and join us. If you want more information on that, it's at unshakenconference.com and you can get your tickets there. I'm going to tell you a story to set the backdrop for the conversation I want to have about our subject today. A few years ago, our family went on a vacation to the mountains of British Columbia. It was, oh my goodness, it was stunningly beautiful. If anyone wants me to come speak in British Columbia, please send me an email. I would love to go back there. It was just amazing. We spent our first day of vacation there just relaxing at a picture-perfect lake. And when we were there, my husband and kids were having this blast swimming out to a wooden platform that was sort of out into the middle of the lake, and they would take turns jumping off of it. Now, I am personally highly opposed to submerging myself in freezing cold water unnecessarily. So I just happily enjoyed reading on the shore. It was a wonderful day. Well, at one point I decided to get up and walk down to the sand around the lake and I wanted to get some pictures. So I went down there and this man came up to me and pointed to the water with a very serious look on his face. And he said this, leeches. The lake is filled with leeches. Look around. You'll see that the big ones are all puffed up with the blood that they've sucked. (laughs) I am delivering that as dramatically as he had delivered it to me, but it's hard not to laugh. Well, I immediately freaked out imagining my family was going to be swimming back covered in blood-sucking creatures that I would be too terrified to remove myself. But when I looked around the shallow water for any kind of signs of my family's impending leech doom, I didn't see anything. So I started feeling better and decided, eh, this guy probably doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, my husband and my kids got back from swimming and I told them about this guy and my husband was as grossed out as I was and said, okay, great. I'm sure it's not a big problem, but now I don't want to go back in. Way to ruin the rest of my day, leech on the beach guy. (laughs) So a little while later, leech on the beach guy spotted me and proudly walked over with a water bottle in hand and inside was a gigantic leech with several babies attached. And he just looked at me and said, I told you so. She's huge and was just sitting near the shore. They are everywhere. He walked away with the confidence of someone who had just revealed one of life's greatest mysteries. But although it turned out he was right, my husband was not exactly grateful for the confirmation. He totally resented our leech friend for ruining his swimming plans. That same day, I read with disgust about the now infamous Teen Vogue article that appeared a few years ago when we were there promoting sodomy among teens. 
I truly couldn't believe that this was in a mainstream magazine. I was speechless, absolutely speechless. And it made me think about how counterculturally we have to live as Christians. We're no longer talking about a world where countercultural means leaving sports practice early for Wednesday night youth group. We're talking about having to protect our kids from widely available teen fashion magazines that teach them how to be sodomized. Now, keep in mind, this was a few years ago when this was happened, and I was pondering this. Things have gotten far worse, even in that short amount of time. But in a world like this, parents have to increasingly say no a lot. But if we're not careful in how we execute our countercultural living, our kids can start seeing us like the alarmist leech on the beach guy and end up actually resenting Christianity because of it. So I just want to walk through four ways that we can inadvertently allow that to happen and how we can avoid it. Number one, we focus more on the dangers of the world than on the beauty of Christianity. So there's no doubt about Leech on the Beach Guy being right about the dangers lurking in the water. But it was astounding to see how absolutely focused he was on the leeches, seemingly missing the stunning beauty around him entirely. He only cared about leeches. In a world that seems to be going crazier by the second, it's easy to spend more time pointing out the darkness of culture than the light of Christianity. Now, don't get me wrong. We absolutely need to make our kids aware of cultural dangers. But when we don't consistently point them back to the beauty of the Christian worldview that renders our culture so ugly in the first place, our faith will become defined by what we're against more than what we're for. There are a lot of problems with that, but for our current purpose, suffice it to say that persistent negativity can breed resentment. If you need some help thinking about how to present the beauty side of the Christian worldview, I want to point you to the last six chapters of my book, Talking With Your Kids About God. They are written to help parents understand and communicate the beauty of a Christian worldview versus an atheistic worldview that so often pervades today's secularism. It was actually my favorite part of the book to write. So knowing how important this knowledge is today, I point you toward those last six chapters. Again, Talking With Your Kids About God. Number two, we spend more time addressing what is problematic about culture than why it's problematic. Because Leech on the Beach guy was so focused on danger that no one else saw, we assumed his level of concern was disproportionate to the reality of the problem. Without more information to properly evaluate the significance of leech danger, my husband was left with this ambiguous fear while having doubt about the legitimacy of the fear. That's a recipe for resentment. When you have enough concern to modify your behavior, but not enough understanding to be confident, the modification was worthwhile. I want to say that again. It's a recipe for resentment. When you have enough concern to modify your behavior, but not enough understanding to be confident that the modification was worth your while. When the message our kids hear is an ongoing stream of don'ts without meaningful explanation, don't listen to this music, don't visit these sites, don't use this social media platform, don't subscribe to this magazine, don't join this political movement, they will start to wonder if our level of concern about the world is warranted. And meaningful explanation requires demonstrating how the problems actually relate to the Christian worldview. Simply telling our kids that a movie has violence and they shouldn't watch it, for example, is hardly a meaningful explanation. Why is that a problem for Christians? How can this affect us spiritually? Where should we draw the line? These are the kinds of questions that we should regularly be discussing with our kids. Number three, we frame our lives in terms of worldly limits 
more than Christian freedom. If Leech on the Beach guy had a child with him, I bet that child would be longingly looking around at the groups of people having great fun. Some of the surrounding types of so-called fun would be morally acceptable and some not so much. But you can bet the child would feel he or she was missing out on something by spending so much time focused on leeches and then probably resent dad because of it. Well, similarly, I often see ex-Christians comment about the freedom they feel in, quote, letting go of God. The language they used to describe their deconversion says so much. They saw religion as a limiting approach to life, and therefore they felt freer after shedding their beliefs in God. But as Christians, we know that we are not free in our natural state at all. We are slaves to sin. When we put our faith in Jesus, we're given a new nature that is free from that bondage, Romans 6, 18. The reality, therefore, is that only Christians are actually free. People can think they're free while not being free at all. So to embrace the feeling of freedom rather than limitation, our kids need to understand several important theological concepts. In particular, they need to understand one, the definition of sin, two, the reality of sin, three, why sin is such a big problem, and four, why we should value being slaves to righteousness rather than to sin. Only then will they begin to understand that they're not missing out when they don't make worldly choices. They are free to do what they ought in a Christian worldview. And finally, number four, we focus more on authoritative parental decisions than on cultivating the skill of discernment. Leech on the beach guy was incredibly smug. When he told me about the leeches, I asked him to show me where they were. I was curious, but he had no interest in doing that. He just restated he knew there were many in the lake. Had he not caught one later to show me, I probably would have left not believing him at all. In many cases, parents have a bigger perspective than kids can possibly have given their limited experiences. We have to make certain decisions on our kids' behalves. But if we consistently present our countercultural lives as a series of decisions made by mom and dad, albeit for good reason, kids will naturally resent what they feel has been forced upon them. To the degree that we can, we should always strive to cultivate our kids' skill of discernment by involving them in the thought process of our decision-making. After all, the second that they walk out our door as adults, authoritative parental decisions will no longer apply. Well, that's all for today. I hope you've enjoyed this rather brief episode. Keep your family's eyes on the beauty of the Lord and don't let the world's leeches suck the spiritual lives out of you. Hey, if you're enjoying my podcast, please take a minute to rate and review on your podcast platform and send this to a friend. Let them know about the show so that more people hear about it and we can get the word out. And I hope that it is something that you find value in and that equips you to be confident in your faith in this very challenging secular culture. Thanks for listening to and I will talk with you soon.